Hi, this is Jordan. And I'm Brian. And you're listening to The Quality Varies. Well, howdy. Ten episodes. Wow. Brian, do you want to take a guess on how long it's been since we started this whole thing? Since we... What do you mean start? Like recorded our first episode or said, hey, let's do a podcast? There was a there was a long time between us saying, hey, let's do a podcast and us publishing the first episode. Oh, publishing. Now we're, that's a whole new thing. There was a there was a even longer amount of time between us recording and us getting that episode out. That is also true. Yeah. Has it been like five months now? How long? The first episode published on July 30th. Oh, wow. (laughs) We're coming up on a year of this then. I think we talked about, I think we started talking about it like the November prior. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All criticisms that I've had of other podcasts that seem to just crawl on their episode (laughs) publishing and cranking out new content. Mm -hmm. I take it all back. I'm sorry. It's a process, man. It's an extremely arduous one. What are your feelings on it so far? How do you how do you feel it's gone? What have you gained from it, if anything? Well, I'm still really excited about it, uh, so that's a good sign. I feel like my kind of wish or intention for what I want the podcast to be has changed, and you know I think I've definitely gained like a creative outlet through this podcast, um, and it's surprising to me. Uh, how important it is to me. Um, I've never, mm. ever considered myself a quote-unquote creative person uh, or an artistic person. And I'm not saying that our podcast is art by any means. <laughs> but but this kind of feels like kind of... Well, it feels like I get to flex this creative uh, muscle that I didn't know I had or liked to flex uh, and that's been really nice absolutely i would agree with that it's you know the podcast is a different medium uh than D D is that's a different medium than you know youtube but it's been fun just kind of putting out feelers and trying stuff and just seeing how they go i think that's a fun process i mentioned it in the beginning kind of as a joke mm-hmm. i just enjoy having a greater understanding of the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. I would I would be a kid and I would sit there and think to myself, like, why does it take so long for these authors to pump out another book? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just writing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that long. And I start doing the bare bottom of the barrel world building in D&D. And even then I sit there and I just like, I'm like, please, I take back everything I say <laughs> about writing uh, like cohesive long narratives that mm-hmm. people care about mm-hmm. and then the same thing with youtube videos as soon as i learned how to like edit and everything that goes into a quality youtube video not that i ever made one of those but now i have an understanding of what it takes i it's the same thing for youtube videos and this now it's the same thing for podcasts it's in my head it just why can't you just record a podcast and sure if you i mean if you have a lot of money and you can pay other people to do all and everything besides just recording the show then yes you can you can crank out a lot of podcasts um but if that's not the case and you are an actual person like us Mm -hmm. then i have i have a lot of appreciation now for all the work that goes into it yeah have i have i mentioned to you the uh what the the darkest timeline podcast no so the week we published our first episode i found this 
podcast by Ken Jung and Joel McHale of Community, uh, the funniest show ever, ever. And I started listening to that, and uh, their for their first episode, they they talk about their whole like podcast journey. You wanna you wanna hear their podcast journey that they talk about? Yes. Guess how long it is. Give me give, um, me, give me a time window of how long it you think it took them from. Hey, let's do a podcast to publishing that first episode. Uh, so I have no contacts, so I am going to make myself feel better. And I'm going to say it took them two years. It took them four days. Ken Jung said, hey, Joel, let's do a podcast. Ooh. And then on a Tuesday, he said, let's do a podcast. On Thursday, they recorded a podcast. And then by Friday... The whole thing had been edited and published in four days. And I was like, wow! This was like days after we published our first episode. And I was salty about how long it took us <laughs> to go from, what, November of 2019 to July 2020 before we published an episode? Six months? More than that? I think our I think our intention was different, though, in that, you know... We were both at the time uh, busy, didn't live near each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a family. And I mean, the whole time it was kind of a slow burn, but semi-consistent effort mm -hmm. that we would keep coming back to. So I definitely, I mean, I would have loved to have put something out four days after we came up with the decision. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I think it would have been different. Personally, I don't think we would have come up with the, you know, I, li I like the name that we have. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would have happened if uh, if we cranked that out so soon. Yeah, for sure. And so there are some things that I can appreciate about the time that we took to uh, to do it, and just the reality that when we have a full understanding that we're not going to make money of it from it anytime soon, mm -hmm. there's only so much effort that either of us can put into it. Right. Going from no understanding of how to upload a podcast to having it all up there took some time. Mm -hmm. This is all masking yeah. the fact that I'm salty about me hearing this as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you were also salty. Yes. So uh, what about you? What? How do you feel about the podcast? I'm enjoying it, I think. And I'll be interested to hear as uh, you've mentioned that your intention with it has kind of changed uh, as mine has actually shifted more into what you said your original one was, where in the beginning, no matter what, in the past, I always kind of take hobbies and I just take them too far uh, and I formalize them too much. Mm -hmm. Um until they're not hobbies anymore. And for this one, I was very grateful that I kind of took on the one of the things that you mentioned in the very beginning that uh, that I was actually very grateful for is uh, you were going to be happy that you kind of had an audio kind of an audio journal for your kids. Mm -hmm. I kind of took that and I was like, you know, that's that's awesome. And that's a cool thing to keep in mind instead of just focusing on the lack of money <laughs> that I'm going to get back for these hours of <laughs> arduous audio editing right so i've kind of shifted i've kind of shifted into your one of your original intentions and i'm interested to hear on if that's still the case at all or or what this new intention of yours is yeah that has definitely remained for me i really like i really like the idea of having something that i can go back and listen to or you know tell people to go listen to and kind of get a glimpse of what's going on in my life through you know through the years or however long we do this but also i and i mentioned to you this uh, a couple of weeks ago i would i kind of want to start talking about uh heavier topics something along the lines mm, of yes my i do remember this now my uh field of study that's what i'm <laughs> that's the word i was trying to look for to try and you know talk about the things that i've learned and the things that i've seen and the things that i've studied and i think this 
could be a really cool outlet for that too for me to kind of talk about some of the things I learn and, and publish some of my own thoughts on psychology and mental health and different stuff like that. But I th- definitely think that those two, those two aspects can go hand in hand and work really well together. So I hope to see more of that in the future. Yeah. And I enjoy the prospect of, cause you're aware that I have an interest in psychology, but beyond a, a general's class in college as a freshman, I have no, I have no actual mm-hmm. experience in the in the field, and so it would be very interesting for me to kind of hear that. And as we kind of both dive into it, and we've both talked about recovery a lot and being able to apply that in in different ways in that aspect. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Yeah, um, I definitely remembered and didn't forget at all about <laughs> you telling me that. No, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I even wrote out a couple of uh, kind of thought seeds for us to talk about later on. Is there anything that you didn't expect or that has come up that you didn't expect or that surprised you from anything about the last year and a half? The process in itself or like you were saying, maybe the creative outlet that you discovered, family's reactions to you talking mm-hmm. <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, is there anything that uh, that you didn't expect? Uh, much like you, I did not expect it to be this long of a process. <laughs> I very much shared your sentiment that uh, people should just do this better and just put out content faster and my uh, expectation for us was to just crank out amazing hilarious episodes every week and just and just have this amazing top of the charts podcast in like two months and that clearly hasn't happened which uh which is probably good for my ego um little humility never hurts well i'm at least glad that uh, the story i made about what you were wanting was correct from way back in the day yeah for sure no that this was yeah that idea was like early 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 on and then after talking with you Mm -hmm. and kind of getting grounded a little more into the process and hearing about what it was gonna take and and everything then i kind of calmed down into the uh the audio journal idea which has been fantastic and i've i've loved uh doing this uh, with that intention you know i think uh i think i like this uh this role that i serve every once in a while in grounding you you know on the podcast i kind of bring you into reality mm. when you're making magic items in dungeons and dragons i bring you back into reality <laughs> i uh i like I, I like I, I like where this goes yeah. i like this yeah did we uh did we talk about that on the show about that first magic item i tried to make oh, was that, no was i that don't just uh, you? i don't know if we did Boy. You remember more about it than I do. I, what, uh, what do you remember about that yeah. first that that first rendition of the first magic item that you tried to make? Well, all I'm willing to say is that having played Dungeons and Dragons approximately zero times, I had absolutely no business trying to make this this ring do all of the things that I wanted it to. <laughs> I had no business. Can I just say, as a new dungeon master? <laughs> That doesn't know a whole lot himself and also trying to impress and have the players have a good time. Can you can you imagine the stress that I got when I receive this flippin' ring from this player? And he's like, hey, how does this sound? I'm like, man, that sounds like hot garbage. But let me try to say it in a nicer way. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, like, I got the feedback from you that like this is too much, it's not gonna work. So then I went to Steven, who we play with, and I was like, okay, what do you think about this? 
And like I was like asked like uh, fishing for affirmation from him, and he was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot, buddy. Like here." And so he like <laughs> sent back some some provisions, and I was like, "Oh, f this! Like oh, you guys don't get it." But it was you don't was, understand the Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, you just don't get me. But yeah, that was looking back on that whole thing now. It was just too much. Just too much for me. But I like it, though, because at the end of the day, you, and you're not the only player that has come to me with crazy items, I, it's, I, I've gotten the impression that Steven has shared most things that he's tried to pass off to me. He's shared those with you guys as well, or with you. Um, but yeah, uh, he, some of the things that Steven bit. himself has, uh, has given over to me, I'm like, man, this guy knows D&D. <laughs> and he's, and he's trying to give this to me and I got other, I got other folks that they enjoyed, you know, final fantasy isn't their thing, but they have another medium mm-hmm. of media that, that they enjoy and they want to pull stuff from that. Yeah. And, but at the end of the day, the comfort that I have, although it's not anywhere near Steven's level of comfort, you know, things like, uh, I gave you guys a ring mm-hmm. last session, the comfort that I had in making that ring wouldn't have been there. If I hadn't been, I, I don't get challenged on a consistent basis from uh, from players. So I'm grateful for it at the same time. Maybe not in the moment, but uh, but mm-hmm. a couple months down the road, I'm grateful for it. Good. Well, good. On that note, even though I'm not worthy of it, there is opportunity on the other side of the spectrum from being a total scrub DM to being a professionally paid dungeon master. What? I mentioned this to you before we started recording. Yeah, do you like my canned surprise response? Yeah, it was, it was, was I liked it. so convincing, right? I'm going to edit around that to just make that the most glaring thing in the, uh, in the show. Leave it in. So picture this, picture this. I'm picturing it. A weekend of camping and like 24-7 there is like D&D or, or similar tabletop games happening in the campground. I'm into it. Oh, I'm so into that. Holy There's. (laughs) <laughs> the more i think about it the cooler it gets yeah there's uh there's some folks that have made a this is kind of their thing is they set up um and they kind of rent out campgrounds and they host they're gonna be hosting these events sometimes for a weekend sometimes just for a single night depending on it but people pay to to be admitted for however many days and there's a whole bunch of different levels whether you literally just want to go camping and kind of be in the atmosphere or whether you want to be in any of the games and they'll deck out like the the cave will be decked out like a pirate's cave and there will be a big a big table in the pirate's cave that you'll play D &D in or the the trees around you it'll be set up like an like an elven fantasy forest whoa that sounds super cool man and the dms are independent contractor paid folks that they bring out and run run a game of whatever system is being is being handled at that point in time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I sent in my application and it comes with a, you have to, you have to give them a plot of what you'd be running uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. So I created a plot. Admittedly, I spent more time on that plot than a lot of things that I've spent with any of you guys. <laughs> I sent in my plot. That was a couple of weeks ago. Have not heard anything in return. It was pretty much as I expected. Oh. There are thousands of people that have way more experience than I do as a DM, but it's something to look forward to in the future that yeah, uh, that being a possibility i think it would be really fun if i know anything about myself it seems that i love nothing more than getting more 1099s for tax season and <laughs> this would be a way to do that 
Oh, that's good. Brian, did I, I tell you how many 1099s I get this year? I You did not, but I just dealt with 1099s from DoorDash last year, and that was a headache. So I, I, uh, I, ooh, I'm not jealous of you. I get, I don't have my notebook with me, but off the top of my head, I get a 1099 from DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber, Walmart, and my current work, uh, real estate. And mm-hmm. I get a W-2 from uh, the hospital, one of my previous jobs, and mm-hmm. also my work, um, real estate. Mm-hmm. And I also get a 1099 for two of the brokerage uh, stock services oh, that wow. I've been using. Uh-huh. And so I don't know how many I don't know how many fingers I've come up with by now. But my accountant, who thought that I was just going to be a simple like call center rep at a hospital last time I talked to her all uh-huh. year, yeah, um, I came back in the office with this stack of papers, and she's yeah. like, "I don't. I, I'm going to admit I don't remember a whole lot about you because I got a lot of clients, but I don't remember there being this many documents." Oh my goodness. That was like eight, ten so ninety like, yes, nine. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous. And she's like she's like, You said you were just gonna be on a double W two for the rest of the year. And I was like, I did say that. Um that is very true. And then I got bored. <laughs> and then yeah. Well, at the time, I meant it. I, d- I totally meant it at the time. And and then I told her, I was like, okay, I've also, like, half of these 1099s are in one LLC. Mm-hmm. Like, two of them are not in an LLC at all. And then the other, the last one is in, like, a second new LLC that I also haven't told you that I created. Wow. And she, she, just, gave me, she just gave me, like, this deadpan stare. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yes, but hopefully in the future, because again, I'd, I'd like to think to myself that I'm going to be doing real estate for my thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully I just have, you know, one or two or, you know, this and, and maybe, you know, tax or um, stock related 1099s or yeah. 1099s re- regarding my, my retirement uh, accounts or anything like that. So um, my accountant loves me, you know, she thinks like, I'm, I'm yeah, great and easy to work she? with. That's what she told me. Yeah. Non-verbally, right? Yeah, non-verbally. It was, you know, I could feel it. Uh I felt the love. For sure. But yeah, so then I was thinking to myself, like, okay, well, I'm only going to have, like, three 1099s for 2021. So why don't I just jump over to Missouri for a weekend and get another one? Why? So that's that was my thought process. Why? And... So that that was you know so I applied to be I applied to be this paid dungeon master for these events uh, and maybe they'll get back to me maybe not and uh, maybe I'll apply is? again in the future when I have some more experience. Is it uh, this DM camping or Dungeons and Dragons camping? Is this in Missouri? Events that they have listed at the time uh, are they plan to be doing other ones elsewhere in the country but they pay your expenses and, and they bring they bring you out there um, oh, dang. and they asked me what i wanted to get paid and i said in the application knowing that i really didn't have a lot of experience and i didn't know the caliber of, of other applicants so i put very honestly in the application that on it like in reality if i can just have my expense like if i can just have those expenses paid for mm-hmm. uh, that's really all i that's really all i want yeah um i just don't want to lose money by going out there sure yeah but, and uh, so I put that on there and, and we'll see what happens because, I mean, it's going to be just as fun for it'll be stressful because it's it sounds like pretty, you know, you're you're there for four days. And, you know, these guys who have paid the B at this campground, like they want to get some some Dunton and Durgans in yeah. that weekend. Yeah. And so they said that you want to have about 30 hours worth of content available or ready to go when you go when you show up. Wow. That's and that's intimidating for yeah, sure. That is a bunch yeah especially when i've gotten very used to uh, online D, uh-huh. and 
my roommates have started playing and we've been doing in person again with them and i have come to realize that my the little amount of skill that i acquired at being an in-person dungeon master has just gone completely away oh no you know in this other group that's local that conversations about vaccines and everything are coming up and and we're starting to have Mm -hmm. the conversation of let's start figuring out when we want to do this or when is everybody going to be good to go and i'm like guys you know hold your horses we don't have to go so fast on this (laughs) we can just (laughs) we can just be online forever and they're like no we really want to do it in person we love the connection i was like okay guys but i mean is it really that bad I'm not doing a very good job holding him back. Yeah, I've only ever really played online. I I really want to play in person, uh, so I get where they're coming from. Yeah, what's the rush, man? Why uh, why you gotta rush into it? Exactly. It is. Uh, I just have to get comfortable with it again, and I've gotten very addicted to the <laughs> the quality of map that I can make with low effort on online mm. is nowhere near the quality of yes. battle map that I can make on paper with low effort. <laughs> And so that's that's really the the big thing, because because the money as far as like buying miniatures and stuff, that's not really a I, I don't want to sound like a jerk first. It, it's not that's not as much of a concern to me as it used to be, because mm-hmm. now like it's a it's an intentional thing. Like I I make an amount of money that I'm happy with. And this is a hobby that I am totally happy to to dump money into. Mm-hmm. And so I've ex- I've accepted that. And so it's not like I wouldn't have minis for that. Now, the caliber of real estate agent that I would need to be to start investing in those uh, 3D printed battle maps every session, uh, not quite there yet. Paying oh, yeah. $200 for a battle map every session, not uh, not wow. quite at that level of success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a little ways down the road. But that's... What about just getting a 3D printer? There you go. Um, I've looked at that. I didn't realize... I thought 3D printers were a lot more expensive than they were, which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a, not as hard of a sell as it may have been. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> there might be a couple 3D printers in my wish list, and I'm just... Every once in a while, I just kind of pop in, and I just kind of look at them and check them out. Uh-huh. The purchase, I've already kind of set... I've thought about it long enough that money is kind of sitting there. I've, I've kind of set it aside, and it's ready to be gotten. But you mentioned the word daunting a bit ago for another subject, mm-hmm. and the thought of... Uh, I do a lot. <laughs> I do a lot of random stuff these days, and the thought of also adding on learning how to 3D print <laughs> enough that I can maintain and, and be doing it consistently and to, for it to actually be useful, that is daunting to me. That is fine. You'll be fine. It'll be great. Because think about it. I'm sure. Think about it monetarily. So you make the initial investment in the 3D printer, but then you can just 3D print your minis for like pennies on the dollar. Just like that. Boom. It'll pay for itself in no time. I do like the that you can go onto Hero Forge and you can get the 3D print file exactly Exactly. for so much less yes i think that's a very clear thing yeah there you go man someday (sighs) maybe uh maybe i'll just make that one group that wants to start going in person i'll tell them like all right you get me a 3d printer (laughs) and we'll start to go in person there you go extortion that's always the way to make friends (laughs) i mean i don't see any i don't see any faults with it (laughs) 
How was the? Uh, I'm still excited for you. Got you got your campaign lumen, man. I'm still excited to be jumping back into that madhouse castle. Yeah, that uh, that you got going for us. Yeah, that. Uh, I feel like it, there was a period of time where I just had like all these ideas, but I was never around my notebook to write them down. And now I remember <laughs> very few of them. So I gotta start writing it down. Then hopefully they'll come back to me. But uh, gosh, I'm. I'm so glad that you felt this pain a little bit. Mm. This is, Mm -hmm. that is the life. Yeah. If somebody were to ever look at my notes app on my phone, they would think that I am a monster. (laughs) It would be terrible. Because like, I will wake up, I will wake up having just had a dream Mm -hmm. and I will just start writing in my, in my notes thing and got the monster ideas in that notes app. As soon as I figure out how to actually like get to the point where I can visualize them to you. Mm Mm-hmm horrifying oh boy you yes you should be excited for that day that's that's exciting yes i did i was at work the other day a couple weeks ago and i I may have told you about this but i had an idea for a new subclass in D &D, and i was like ah i'm gonna forget this so i just like stopped working and just like typed it on my phone just real fast it's in there somewhere now and i gotta go find it so i can show it to you guys now i'm also guilty of just writing down some notes on my phone i'm embarrassed to say one of the more so i have a i have a planner and you know i write my things down every day that i that i want to complete and it's embarrassing to say that of all the things that i do during the week one of the more stressful tasks for me to complete and i kind of dread when i see it on on my day's docket is when i have the task down to clear paper it's the task is literally called clear paper dnd notes and oh. I hate that task. I have notepads sitting at my desk, and no matter how hard I try to just put them on the online like sheet what during your guys' sessions, mm-hmm. I still write crap down on these notepads and I'll make like notes and <laughs> or I'll have an idea about something and it'll just start like kind of chaining off of each other and I'll just keep writing it down on this stupid notepad. <laughs> My least favorite thing is when I got to go through all these notes and connect them to all the different campaigns and put them online and just like clear, clear the desk. Otherwise, I mean, it's just there's just no hope if I don't do that. Just got to take out the trash, clear it out. Yeah. Clear out the hard drive. Exactly. Exactly. That's good. That's funny. Yeah. The little, the small amount of organization that you guys think that I have, that would go completely out the window if I didn't, if I didn't do that on a (laughs) weekly basis. That ring, I completely forgot I gave that to you guys until about two days ago. The the snow has gone from most lands. Finally, my bike is out and proud. Oh. How's uh, how's yours doing? Do you have? I can't even remember. Do you still have that fun ride of yours? I do. Yeah, she's in storage still. Um, Oof. Yes. Yeah. Very. I'm very very sad about it. I've been mentioning to Maddie. I've just been itching to go on a ride. This last weekend here where I'm at, uh, warmed up a bunch. And so everybody was out on their bikes going on rides. Yep. And I was just yep. like, oh, I want to go play. I want to go outside and play. But <laughs> she's all locked up still. Wasn't in the cards. We're, we're planning on, uh, there's a city about an hour and 15 minutes away from us. And me and the roommate and, and one of the kind of a family friend, because I have two 750s, we're, uh, we're planning on going out to that city. There's a local restaurant is very popular. It's called mm-hmm. Miner's. And it's just, it's just one of those been there forever burger place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tradition ever since I was a kid. You know, if you were going, if you were playing like a basketball game or a football game for school and you passed through Yakima on the way back, mm-hmm. uh, passed through this city and your coach didn't get you minors, 
or didn't let you stop at minors, then your coach just hated you. But it's okay, because the coaches were also on the same page, and they usually let us stop by there. Go over there, get lunch, and come back. But an hour and a half, so, uh, I'm sorry, so an hour and 15 minutes, so two and a half hours total trip. It's a long ride for me. That is a long ride. I, I rode from I rode one way when I was grabbing the second 750 that I have. Mm-hmm. I rode one way from that city back into town, and by the time I got off that bike, I couldn't feel my legs anymore. Oh man! I understand that the 750 is a little bit smaller of a. My impression is that one, like with the bigger engines, like the bike doesn't vibrate as much. Even with the 750, my butt was gone really? about 20 minutes in going on the highway. It also didn't help that I didn't have a windshield, and I was on the highway for an hour and a half. Oh uh, yeah, so. that's, that's hard. I don't. I don't know if bigger bikes vibrate less. Maybe Kevin can chime in here. I've only really ridden two bikes before, but yeah, I, my my bike I have now is a 1400, and it literally shakes itself apart. There's a couple of bolts on it that I have to <laughs> tighten uh, fairly regularly because it just vibrates quite a bit. But that also could be because it's a, a Harley motor, which the timing of the pistons is different in Harleys than they are in like a Yamaha or something. And so Harleys are just notorious for just vibrating a lot. So maybe that's what I'm experiencing, but I don't know. Gotcha. What people have always told me is that with the bigger size engines, like the bike just like settles when it's on the highway. Mm. That is not the case for me on my 750 because <laughs> the Vulcan meant to stay around higher RPMs. It's very comfortable being at about 5,000. Okay, yeah, yeah. On the highway, I'm in my fifth gear. Mm-hmm. I was always looking for the sixth gear. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the fifth gear, and I'm up in the in the mid five thousands. Yeah, going about seventy five, eighty. Mm-hmm. It fe- it feels like I'm going eighty miles an hour. The rides have been the rides have been good. I like the intimidating little mount that I have on the top of my helmet for my camera. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been putting the GoPro on there nice. and been riding around. Anytime anybody does something a little bit sus. Make sure to give them a nice direct look with the camera <laughs> so they understand. So they know. Yes, I've only been, I've only almost died twice. Oh boy. So that's a, Ooh, that's a boy. pretty good roundabouts. I swear, man, I, a bike enters a roundabout and it's <laughs> like every, everybody else on the roundabout. It's like a, de- it's like a demo derby or something. <laughs> everybody just goes after the bike. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, not hilarious, but why always roundabouts? I don't know, man. It's just fascinating to me. And, you know, if I had a... Mine was, like, black or something, or, like, a dark red. You know, that's fine. But my bike is a... I think the color is a Cadillac white. And I have this thing. It's definitely not DOT approved. My mount sticks up about five inches above my helmet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not like I'm not noticeable. Yeah. You just need louder pipes, man. If you gotta... (sighs) Dude, my 06 is loud. My... My 99 is a very quiet bike, which is mm-hmm. nice in some in, on some days, but mm-hmm. on other days when I just want to feel like an American, yeah, um, and I just want to be, <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want the bike I just want to be the bike to be as obnoxious as possible. Yeah, uh, it I mean it gets up there, uh-huh. and I've also found as I'm sure I'm sure I'm just late to the game, but revving your bike is way more effective than just blaring your dinky little horn. Oh yeah, you, you, you have a horn on your bike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't think I've ever used a horn. I just pull yeah, I yes, just pull the revving clutch. the bike is way more effective. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just pull the clutch and just rev it to the moon and that gets people yeah. to back up. I'm glad that I learned this lesson. I was trying to say your plus because it's on the left thumb, mm-hmm. and when something's happening, it's a lot easier to rev the bike than it is to try to try to position your thumb 
while you're because you oh, i mean yeah. you got all four limbs doing something right when you're maneuvering your bike yeah that's the whole point of the motorcycle so revving revving your bike is a much easier thing to do while you're braking or moving out of the way than it is to uh to yeah. to throw your horn out at them because mm-hmm. you got your blinkers and your lights all over there on the left side the horns just yeah because you definitely use your blinkers way. i remember you telling me that i do i always do what are you talking about <laughs> of course of course i don't know what you're talking about with the with the bike i still like i, I said it's it's may it's march now mm-hmm. i said i was gonna sell these two 750s and i was gonna get a 1300 Mm-hmm. The time has come now. I haven't gotten the response on my taxes yet on how much I'm going to have to pay, so I'm going to oh. wait for that. But, yeah. um, but after that, I mean, I'm going to have to preach what I what I say. I'm going to have to sell these bikes off, and I'm going to I'm going to have to get myself a 1300 Heck or yeah. bigger, or obviously. bigger. Bigger is always better. When it comes to motorcycle <laughs> engines, size does matter, my friend. Yes, I think. Until you I get think to I like... will be pretty happy with a 1300. Yeah. I make a story that that will suit me for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Again, when I was down in Idaho, I was asking somebody, I, I wanted them to give me kind of an honest response on like, what size of bike does it just start to feel comfortable on the highway? And I'm not like being pulled by the air of every other car as I'm passing them or as they're passing mm-hmm. me or when I'm passing a truck mm-hmm. and the air is just pulling me out of my seat. They said a 1300 is when you start to get to that is probably the, the minimum engine size where that's not really an issue anymore. Yeah, the frame is probably going to go into that a lot, too, because my bike's about that big, but I still get I still get slapped around by the by the semis a lot. Yeah, I would like fairings. I'm realizing more and more that uh, I'm probably the complete opposite of you. Not that that's a surprise from <laughs> everything else that we've talked about. But, of course not. Um, you just want the bike as naked as possible, is my understanding. And I would like the bike to have as much plastic as, as humanly oh. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the wind in my hair. If uh, I like the I like the wind on my hair. I don't like my wi- I don't like the wind tearing the leg off of me. Oh, come on. It's just fa- it's just fatiguing. You know, and I like having the option. I think there would be a lot of days where I'd be like, let's pop these fairings off. You know, I don't know how easy it is to pop fairings off, but I could see myself having those days. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ultimate dream is to have like 12 different bikes in the garage that you can just go choose from. Right. So you can just pick the the one with the fairings if you wanted. I'll tell you, Brian, one of these days you and I will share a garage and then we can just make that like look like it's happening. Mm-hmm. and we'll each have like two bikes and then and then we'll call it like my like guys look at our bike collection dream garage hey you know what yes. all we... four of them look like dumpsters <laughs> uh we just need this podcast to get super big and then we can finance all of our motorcycle dreams when the first check comes in first of all it probably won't be a check it will probably mm-hmm. be me venmoing you like 10 cents <laughs> Um, it's probably going to be like a box of like but, diapers or something. Whoever sponsors us first is going to give us like one box of their thing. And that's going to be our first yes. like paycheck. Hey, I'm okay with that. Quest, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I already um, gave my free ad spot a couple episodes ago. I know you did. Yeah. What would, uh, what's the first, what's the first money from the show going to go towards? What are you going to spend it on? You get a check for a hundred bucks. What, what is that 100 bucks going to be for? Uh, it's probably going to go back to you for all the money you've spent on it that I have not. Okay. <laughs> mm, I respect and appreciate that answer. <clears throat> After that, <laughs> once uh, once everything's been uh, once everything has been zeroed out, what is the first paycheck going to go towards? All right. Everything's all settled. 
I will probably get a new computer. I'm currently recording on uh, 2013 Toshiba laptop. I don't even know. What is this thing? Let's see. It's got it's got an Intel Core i3 processing chip, uh, and that's that's all I can see about it. Um, it weighs. Man, we about... do not have the time to talk about uh, Intel processors. How much no, does it we weigh? Don't. Uh, about four metric tons, and mm. it mm. takes about um, it takes about eight hours to turn on and warm up. But gotcha. It has to be plugged in the entire time because the battery only lasts for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the most desktopy laptop you could find. Yeah, it's yes. I like yeah. it. It was my first college laptop, and it has just been kicking ever since I bought it. But you could take—I mean, you could take somebody out with that thing for sure. Oh, it's a weapon of mass destruction. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what, you could hit them with it. You could just put it on their lap and let it just, like, burn them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably, Absolutely. Probably get so hot. With enough velocity. I bet if I, like, threw it out of a moving car, it could, like, level a small shed. So. <laughs> <sighs> That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you know. Those, those sheds that sit out on the side of the street uh-huh. that have, like, the rent signs on them. Yeah, yeah. You just take take one out. You know, if, one of, if somebody that I don't like is hiding one of them, I'll just collapse the whole thing right on top of them there you go gosh that's good well investing back into a computer is about the best answer i could have i could have gotten from you that makes me extremely happy that fulfills my end goal of you playing computer games with me Mm. so and that is also never having to play together on a playstation oh get over it hey how'd that competition go uh oh the one that i lost oh yeah uh how close was the competition oh it wasn't (laughs) so my work was giving away a ps5 to the guy who got the most positive reviews from customers so i worked my tail off asking every single person to write a review for me as i'm sure everybody else in the company did and the minimum requirement to win was 10 reviews if 10 people left a comment uh, about you you were eligible to win one person got more than 10 comments or 10 reviews in the whole company oh. that was it and we're talking i mean not the whole company Dang. the whole branch so we're talking like 50 between 30 and 50 i don't know how many employees we have <laughs> between 30 and 50 did you see how many you did get i did not know they didn't like the next closest person had like two so this was like this was like a two really? or three week yeah this was like a two or three week maybe even a month long contest where every day we're just talking to between like 20 20 or so customers for 20 20 customers a day for 25 days that's like over 400 that's a lot of customers right how many is that 20 times 25 i'm more interested in the fact that this guy pretty much could have gotten whatever actual reviews because he got his he was the only one to get 10 he could have gotten all 10 of those reviews could have been one star reviews mm-hmm. well they had to be positive they had to be like above yeah, okay they had to okay. be like they had to be good reviews stars, <laughs> okay but yeah, yeah yeah but like everybody was asking everybody to do to leave reviews and only one guy got more than four reviews so i was pretty bummed but i got over it real fast so did he did the company follow through did they get him his system uh i 
as far as I know, I don't, uh, I don't know the guy. They mm. gave, they gave, I guess they gave him, uh, the boss said they would give him a gift card for it or something. Gotcha. Because I know we were talking about the company obviously didn't understand what was going on if they thought that they were just going to go out and <laughs> purchase a PS5. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's more than likely what happened is they just, they gave him the money for it and said, good luck. Yeah. Well, I mean, not what I would have wanted, but... I'd take it. Yeah, for sure. So the next the next ten episodes, you think uh you think in like less than a year to get them out? <laughs> um, hopefully. It's March right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could have ten episodes by my birthday in September, that would be cool. You'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I uh, I got spoiled by having somebody else edit the uh, the show uh, last time. Oh, by the way, the person that I pull their pull their thing up will will end kind of on this. So the last thing, um, I I went through kind of a second pass through because I'm a needy person and I don't like hearing myself repeat repeat words three times. But uh, Bryn Yonker did a lot of the editing for the last episode. And Brian, like you were saying, when he when those other that other podcast rec- uh, did everything in four days, mm-hmm. I sent this guy the files, three different tracks, mm-hmm. and he sends me a completed edited thing about a day and a half later. Wow, kind of pissed me off. <laughs> man, though, Bryn Yonkers, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Yes, it was. Uh, it was very. It was very cool of him. The uh, okay, I want to know. It's super. I'm not work. mad. I'm a little bit mad. One of you guys, Kevin or yourself, you guys opened a can of soda in the middle of the episode, and oh, I swear, yes. Bryn left it in just for me. <laughs> like he did a pretty good job with everything else, uh-huh. and it was getting to the point where, again, like I said, I, I did a second pass through for my own stuff, but mm-hmm. I was I was chilling out. I think I was watching something or playing a game while I was listening to the episode. Yeah, and I like shuddered away from my computer <laughs> when i heard this and i like i think i visibly screamed i was like what is this and somebody was talking while the can was being opened and i swear it just my mood went like through just like a roller coaster of emotions oh, and i closed yeah. everything out and i pulled this thing up and like i was looking at this thing and oh my goodness <laughs> so me and Bryn had a good me and Bryn had a good laugh about that and so oh, i i'm glad that you guys are keeping keeping me humble it was the most aggressive sound it was oh. <laughs> uh it was i think it was me i think i did it on purpose too like i put i i, I mean i think i even put the i'm like glad right that you did it on purpose because like, okay i'm glad because that is better than just somebody going unaware and just opening opening a can of soda in the middle of the recording i will i will much happier hear that you did it on purpose even if you didn't you can just tell me that you did it on purpose oh no it was on purpose because i was uh i was about to plug plug our uh, our future sponsor rain energy drinks and uh like Uh, do a little bit right then but uh i think somebody was like already talking but i was like too far into pulling the tab so it just kind of happened and we have that uh, beautiful sound to listen to now. I'm still shuddering from thinking about it. Anyways, next 10 episodes, it's going to be deeper. It's going to be fulfilling. Yes. You're going to gain something from it. may not be Hopefully. good. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. I've uh, been actually working on the podcast outside of just recording episodes. So that was uh, fun and exciting for me. <laughs> then I am excited as well. 